With about a minute to go in the first quarter, a scary incident involving Tiger Cats running back C.J. Gable hurt his right elbow when he was tackled from behind by uh, Toronto's Daryl Watt, a Hamilton native. Uh, but he was forced to the locker room and uh, taken away in an ambulance during the second quarter. Uh, we have been told that it doesn't appear that his elbow injury is as bad as originally thought. But we've heard that before, and we've seen some uh, lengthy spells of um, being off the field or being away from the game. So after one quarter of play, Hamilton uh, led Toronto 7 to nothing. Ticats kept pouring it on at the start of the second quarter. About uh, two and a half minutes in, Zach Caleros found Bakari Grant on a 16-yard strike to make it 14 to nothing. Uh, Trevor Harris uh, found Tory Gurley on a 16-yard touchdown. That cut Hamilton's lead to 14-7. to uh, Zach Caleros added again, this time with Terrence Tolliver, a magnificent 40-yard long bomb for a touchdown. Tiger Cats took a 21-7 to lead. Uh, but then the, um, the game was halted, basically, because of lightning. Uh, some rain had come in. Um, we had uh, some high winds pretty much at the start of the game until this uh, lightning started. So there was a 26-minute delay as uh, the referees and CFL officials said, uh, okay, boys, uh, go to your locker rooms. We'll be back in a few. It was originally supposed to be only a 15-minute delay, but extended it for 11 more minutes. Um, after the break, they, uh, the two teams came back, and uh, the Tiger Cats were called. This was really a head-scratcher for me. Tiger Cats called for unnecessary roughness. This after Brandon Banks was hit late out of bounds. No flag on that play, but CFL officiating is what it is. Uh, they have certainly struggled this year. Just before the half, Hugh O'Neill conceded a safety, so they went to the locker room this time for halftime with the Tiger Cats up 21-9. to As we run down the second half summary, um, the lines are now open for you to call in to chime in on tonight's Ticats-Argos game, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900CHML. Dot com On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. You can also uh, key up the CHML app and hit that conversation button. So let's pick it up in the third quarter. Ticats up 21-9 to after a turnover on downs where the Argos were stopped on third and short. Uh, Zach Caleros hooked up with Bakari Grant again, this time on a three-yard touchdown. That pushed Hamilton's lead to 28-9. Ronnie Pfeffer hit a 22-yard field goal, making it 28-12 for the Ticats. Hamilton's Justin Medlock replied with a 33-yard trifecta. He's now 13-15 on the season following that boot. Uh, that pushed Hamilton's lead to 31-12. to uh, just a couple of scoring plays, or actually, uh, yeah, just two in the fourth quarter. Uh, Justin Medlock hit a 40-yard field goal, his second of the night. That made it 34-12 to for the Cats. And uh, Mitchell Gale came in for Trevor Harris at the end of the game. A buck 29 to go. Gale found Vidal Hazelton on uh, a touchdown toss. That made it to 34-18. Toronto went for the two-point convert but failed. Final score, Ticats 34, Argos 18 should also mention in the fourth quarter as well that the Cats lost Andy Fantuz to a right elbow injury. So not only does Gable go down and go to the hospital with a right elbow injury, Fantuz uh, falling awkwardly to the turf hurt his right elbow and had to leave the game as well. Ticats scoring 10 points off turnovers and uh, they win the ball game 34 to 18. Hamilton now 
3-2 on the season. Argos also 3-2 on the year. Red Blacks in a tie for first place as well in the CFL East. They have a record of 3-2. Montreal is in last at 2 and three in the West should round out the standings as this was the final game of week six of the CFL season. Edmonton leads all teams with a record of four and one. At Calgary's at four and two. Winnipeg three and three. BC two and three. Saskatchewan is zero and six. Your thoughts on this game? 905-645-3221, star nine nine hundred on your smartphone. You can email Rick at nine hundred chml dot com. And uh, use the CHML app as well. You can hit that conversation button. We're going to name our fifth quarter fan of the night. We'll also have our votes compiled throughout the hour for your player of the game. I have my thoughts on that. Although there are um, there are a couple of candidates for our player of the game tonight. I thought a couple of tie cats and maybe one Argo had a, a pretty decent game tonight in uh, what was a uh, 34-18 victory for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Team stats. The one stat that I do look at is penalties. The Ticats coming into this game averaging 15 penalties per game. Well, they took 12 in the ballgame tonight for 94 yards. The Argos committed 18 penalties for 125 yards. Wow. Time of possession in favor of Toronto, 31-52 to Hamilton's 27-48. And uh, total yards also in favor of the Argos, 431 to Hamilton's 286. But the Tiger Cats made the most out of their possessions, got those key turnovers, those key stops, and um, Zach Caleros and company got the job done on offense. My player of the game tonight, I think it has to be Zach Caleros. He was... Very good. Had a great command of the offense tonight. Threw three touchdowns. Didn't turn the ball over. Was 21 of 27, 229 yards. That was a solid performance by Zach Caleros, who came into the game with four touchdown tosses, four interceptions, and I think it was fourth or fifth in quarterback rating. Not that that statistic means a whole heck of a lot. But uh, he's played well this season, and that's uh, that's good to see because after missing six games last year, you kind of thought, ooh, if this guy goes down this year, uh, the Ticats are going to be in a world of hurts with uh, an inexperienced Jeff Matthews and a Ja'Cory Harris and a Jeremiah Masoli kind of lingering on uh, the PR, the injured list. Uh, the Ticats are uh, making some hay with Zach Caleros, now 3-2 and two on the season. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Your comments on tonight's Tiger Cats 34-18 win over the Toronto Argonauts. How about the atmosphere tonight at Tim Hortons Field? Started with the uh, the flag issue off the skip. If you made it to the stadium on time, which most of you did. By the way, sellout tonight, 24,135. Um, if you're at the game for the National Anthem tonight, you would have noticed that the flag there was some flag issues off the top as uh, the right side, if you're on the press box side, the right side of the Canadian flag uh, was just not cooperating. The high winds were certainly wreaking havoc, but they finally figured it out before the National Anthem um, ended, so that was good to see. But uh, great atmosphere at the ball yard tonight. They had the steam whistle, which I'm not a huge fan of, steam whistle at the uh, Tim Hortons Field now signaling uh, whenever, uh, well, at the start of the game and then whenever the Ticats score, uh, certainly loud and maybe rings a little too long. Be interested to hear from the neighboring residents of Tim Hortonsfield what they think of the steam whistle. 
Uh, but apart from that, you know, the, the Argos suck chant was in full effect, especially in the second half. The crowd was raucous, given the, not the magnitude of the game, because um, we're at the start of August here. There is a lot left to play here in the Canadian Football League regular season. But whenever the Ticats and Argos get together, especially in Hamilton, the, um, the rivalry is uh, inched up a couple of notches. That's great to see. And it's great to see that both teams didn't resort to those um, you know, ch- those chippy plays. We saw high intensity. We saw emotion in the game, but we didn't see those extracurriculars that always kind of have us humming and hawing. But big victory tonight for the Ticats. They're now tied for first in the CFL's East Division with Toronto and Ottawa. All three of those teams now 3-2. and 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Uh, on Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml at Rick Zamperin. You can use the CHML app as well. Who's your player of the game tonight? At the end of the night, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Tweet from Nick. Great game to watch. Glad they are so much better in the red zone this year with TDs and not field goals. Zach, player of the game. So one vote, actually two, because I voted for Zach Caleros as well. So two votes for Zach Caleros. So I thought that was in fine form tonight. Corey on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, I am excited for this defense. They are in top form. Offense came out and delivered. Defense came out and chewed up some Argos. No player of the game from Corey, but I'm sure that is coming in as he probably mulls over that. He chews on that for a little while. Lots to choose from in the player of the game category for Hamilton's defense. That's for sure. There were a number of guys who stepped up. I won't reveal the stats as of yet, but there are a handful of guys who made a lot of tackles, some big-time plays. We had um, a handful of turnovers as well, and the offense took advantage, scoring 10 points off those turnovers. If you have a call, a comment, a uh, vote for your player of the game, uh, give us a call now. Fifth quarter live here on AM 900 CHML at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samford. We'll take our first break. More of the fifth quarter continues on AM 900 CHML. Thanks for tuning in. Fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law here on AM 900 CHML. Tiger Cats 34, Argos 18. Cats, Argos, and Red Blacks all at 3-2. and two. Who's your player of the game tonight? We'll name our fan of the night, or fifth quarter fan of the night, when all is said and done in at around 11.30. If you have a comment on tonight's game, you can certainly call in 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Use the CHML app as well. Joining us now on the line from the Tiger Cats locker room is linebacker Simone Lawrence. Simone, how are you? Hello, Simone. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Simone, good. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. Nice game tonight. Big win for you guys. Thanks, man. It was a big win, especially against those guys. What was the difference tonight? You guys really play have been playing all year hard-nosed defense. What was the difference tonight for you? Uh... We definitely just believed in each other and just played played our game. In terms of what they brought to the table, did they surprise you at all with what they were doing? It seemed very vanilla. Hello. Hey, Simone, did, did the did the Argos surprise you at all? They seemed very vanilla tonight on offense. Uh, I mean, I feel like we were so prepared. It's moving kind of slow. 
and we were trying, and we did a good job just uh, sticking to the game plan. One of the highlights on defense, and there was a few of them, is your big hit on uh, Chad Owens in the second half. Can you uh, retell what you were feeling on that hit? Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he tried, I'm sorry, I'm getting routed over No, here. I know, I know how it is. And uh, we, we did a good job just getting, getting uh, Chad down. He's a 50 quarterback. Hey, Simone, thanks, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the night. Hello? Hello? Hey, Simone? Yeah. Yeah, you uh, you enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you. Sorry about that. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Simone Lawrence enjoying things in the Tiger Cats locker room with his teammates. I understand it's a little hard to hear down there, especially when they get rowdy. But rightfully so, 34-18, Tiger Cats over the Argonauts. A, uh, a big win, not necessarily... At this time of the year, when you look at, wow, this was a monumental victory. But to get into a tie this early in the CFL Eastern standings for top spot in the division is a good sign. They played well on offense, certainly played well on defense. Special teams, um, they were okay in that regard. They didn't, they didn't lose that special teams battle, at least until the end when they gave up that onside kick, which you never want to see, but uh, good on the Argos. Got to give them credit as well. If you have a comment, you want to vote for your player of the game tonight, uh, you want to be in the running for the fifth quarter fan of the night, give us a call. 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Let's go to the phones. Darcy is on the line. Darcy, how are you? Not bad, Rick. How you doing, buddy? Not too bad. Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah no problem. I, I thought uh, they played a, a a really good game tonight, Hamilton, and uh, they look they look good. And um, I, I just hope that CJ and Andy are right. I don't know if you know anything about the status on them yet. Well, but. all I all I can tell is what we've been told is that the injury to CJ Gable doesn't appear to be as bad as originally thought. Uh, no word quite yet on Andy Fantuz. Yeah, it's like we seem to be snake-bitten with injuries this year. Like, Oh, it's getting crazy. Really, really bad. Uh, we can't afford, uh, especially with the East this year, it seems like it's going to be a dogfight. And um, I'm just, uh, with regards to um, Adrian Tracy, he didn't dress tonight, did he? Uh, no, he did not. Yeah, I, I'm just perplexed by this. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I mentioned it before. This guy can play football. He's a good player, and, and I don't understand why they're not dressing him. I, I honestly don't. Like, I know we have some depth, but I don't, I don't believe we have quite as much depth as we used to on the D-line with, uh, you know, with our Canadians out there, Bulky and Gadosh. Yeah, the, the issue is, though, I mean, who, who do you take off? And that player that you take off has to be an American no, I realize that, but even to just dress the guy and ro- rotate him somehow because because he's, he's a ve- he can play like he can really play like he he can hit and he can play and uh, I don't know maybe just to spell Hickman off once in a while or somebody on that line like uh, that, that I don't know what the, I just wish he could get in the lineup because yeah. uh, I hate to see a player of his caliber being wasted. Yeah, he's a good player. But um, with regards to the officiating, I know uh, people are probably sick of hearing about it, but. It's the same old story. Like like tonight, me and my buddy were watching the game. It, there's a flag on every play. It, it disrupts the flow of the game. It, it, it the officiating is, is is the worst I've ever seen ever. I don't know if you agree with me, but it's- uh, you know what, Darcy, I totally agree. In fact, I will say this: I think the officiating has gotten worse year after year. And isn't it supposed to get better year after year? I mean, aren't they working with these guys to find well, better better official better officials, better referees? Well, that's the thing. I know these guys are brought up to the CIS system, 
And um, they only play so many games in the CIS. The speed of the CIS compared to CFL is like um, night and day compared for a referee. Oh, yeah. The same with regards to a, a football player coming from the CIS to the CFL. So I think these guys are overwhelmed, and they're calling every bloody call, like everything. Like, it's, it's atrocious. And, and there's a late hit out of bounds. Even the TSN guys were saying Banks got hit. He was hit out of bounds, and, and there was no flag. I, I still don't know how that was not flagged. And the guy was there, and, and, and there was lots of instances where I've been seeing holding. I'm not a homer. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure there's on the other side, too. But lots of holding on that Argos old line. Like, like they're holding Bob, um, Hickman and uh, Norwood. Norwood, yeah. And it, it's, it's just pathetic. Like, if I'm an American and I'm just tuning into the CFL for the first time and, and you're trying to promote your game, I turn in the channel in two seconds because I'm thinking this is a joke. Like, yeah, way, way too many penalties. Like, you check the box scores. I'm sorry. Like, you watch an NFL game. You check the box scores on a Monday on an NFL game. You probably get an average of maybe nine penalties a game. And, and the CFL average is probably 25 to 27 penalties in one game. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's like three NFL games. That, that's, that's terrible. That's that's pathetic. Yeah, there, there was 30 tonight. Thanks for the call, Darcy. 30 penalties combined tonight. The Argos took 18 for 125 yards. The Tiger Cats committed 12 infractions for 94 yards. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Way too many penalties. I mean, 30 penalties in a ball game? Do we need that many? Uh, email from Corey, part two to the email. Uh, yeah, the fans who sat in the rain for his player of the game. <laughs> no, Zach Caleros for sure is his vote. Scott on uh, Twitter as well, at Rick Samprin. Great game by the Cats. Losing Gable and Fantu's hurt, but we won. Player of the game, Bakari Grant. Go, Cats, go. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done in and around 1130. And we'll also uh, collect your votes for uh, Player of the Game. You know what? Uh, I think um, uh, Darcy voted for Zach Loris as well, Player of the Game. We'll get your votes for Player of the Game and we'll start with uh, Pete. Pete, how are you? Hi, good, Rick. Um, real quick, yeah. I just want to give the O-line the shout-out. I thought they played absolutely fantastic. The big fellas never get any credit, but I'll tell you, you watch that game film, and they were absolutely amazing tonight. And shout-out to them, because they sure busted their butts for, for Caleros tonight. So is the O-line getting your vote for player of the game? Ab- absolutely. Nice. They were fantastic tonight. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Pete. Okay, take care, Rick. You too, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com, on Twitter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samper, and use the hashtag fifth quarter. Email from our friend Stephen in Penticton, B.C. Hey, Stephen. Uh, his email, great way to end a long holiday weekend. Rick thought the Cats played a very solid football game. Defense was great. Several stops in third and one. Thought the secondary was great as well. Offense was right on track. Player of the game, Zach Caleros. Hope CJ's injury is not as bad as it looked. And hope Andy is going to be okay as well. Any injury updates, let us know. As soon as we find out any definitives, we will uh, certainly pass them along. Back to the phones we go. Bruce is on the line. Bruce, how are you? Hey, I'm awesome, buddy. How about you? Hey, I'm okay. What'd you think tonight? I loved the game. Great game atmosphere. It was a sellout crowd. And man, we were loud in there, brother. Very loud. Yeah, it was uh, was intense. It was, and we're still undefeated. 
Yeah, so um, that is even better icing on the cake. I can walk around the streets tomorrow, and everybody's <laughs> going to be happy. My uh, my game uh, player of the day, you know what? I'm going to go with the defensive player, I think, and pick Washington. Okay. Um, Zach played a hell of a game. I'm not taking anything away from him, but defense has to be recognized once in a while. Yeah, I agree. And um, But besides that, man, I'm just glad we pulled out a win, especially against these Toronto pesky organauts. <laughs> and uh, they can have to... Uh, bus ride home and think about laughing at us and all that. Uh, best wishes to CJ Gable and Andy. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I'm glad you heard that. It's not as serious as you thought. Um, word around the stadium at the time was he had broke his shoulder or something. Um, so we'll have to keep updated on that. that yeah, we, we understand that luck. We understand that both Gable and uh, Fantuz are both elbow injuries. Okay. Yeah. That's even better news then. Well, we hope. Yeah, Absolutely. But, you Thank, know. Thanks for the call, Bruce. All right, Rick, and have a great night. And as always, thanks for having a fifth quarter, buddy. You got it. Our pleasure. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Email from Manny at Rick Samprin. Big win. Hashtag dominant. Injuries, though. Next man up, Woodson. Great job. Anthony Woodson did a fine job subbing for CJ Gable. His stats in a matter of minutes. But let's get to more of your calls, more of your tweets, more of your emails. Anthony is on the line. Anthony, thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not bad. Uh, I thought it was a great win. I, uh, I'm just wondering, I noticed um, Banks kind of by himself on the sidelines there and um, looked a little unhappy. And I'm just wondering um, if, you know, what's going on, what's going on there, if there's a way they can use him a bit more on the offense. Um if he is actually unhappy, just kind of what's going on? Well, I can tell you they didn't use him a lot on offense tonight at all. He had one carry for four yards, and they threw him the ball once, and um, I, I think he got it for no gain. So, I mean, compared to last year and even the year before, I, I don't know if they just want his main focus to be special teams, but I think he has a lot to offer on offense as well. He made some huge plays last year on offense, and I think he's got all the capability in the world to be that impact guy on offense. Yeah, I, I agree totally. When I think of him, I think, I mean, even what Chris Williams is doing over there. Yeah. Um, and even NFL-wise, I mean, a guy like Percy Harvin, they they kind of have the same um, skill asset, and it'd be great to see him. I mean, uh, even when he's on the field, the other team just has to uh, pay attention and focus on him. So I think it'd be great to see him use more in the offense, but maybe there's more that uh, I guess the coaches see that we don't. Well, I think at the end of the day, you know, each and every week the coaching staff will put in a game plan for that particular week, and maybe for the first five weeks they haven't really keyed in on what Brandon Banks has to offer. But, I mean, he only has five carries for 11 yards this season, four catches for 32 yards. Here's a guy who scored five touchdowns on offense last year, so they haven't really used him at all. Yeah, well, it would be great to see him. I mean, he's electrifying, so... Hopefully something can happen there, and I don't want to. I don't want to be too uh, upset. I want to keep a guy like that happy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, great, great win though, Oski Weewee. You got it. And who's your player of the game? Uh, player of the game, I'd go to Grant. I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, veteran guy. He showed up and he was reliable. But uh, I think it was a huge team win all together. The crowd, the coaches, uh, everyone, everyone pulled in for a big W. This one. Good stuff. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Who's your vote for player of the game tonight after the Tiger Cats beat up on the Argonauts 34-18? to We have votes in for Zach Caleros, Bakari Grant, Donald Washington, as well as the offensive line. I thought there would be a little more love on the defense tonight in terms of player of the game votes. There are a number of really deserving candidates. 
Washington being one, I'm thinking of at least a couple of others who deserve some player-of-the-game accolades. Uh, Steve on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, Cats defense is the class of the CFL. I would agree that Hamilton and Edmonton certainly have the top two defenses in the Canadian Football League. No doubt about it. Calgary's there, although they haven't been as dominant, as smothering as in past years. Andrew on Twitter as well, at Rick Samprin, great game. Washington stood out on D for me. I guess I'll put that down as a vote for Donald Washington for Andrew on Twitter. Mike also on Twitter at AM900CHML. Great win tonight by the Ticats against rivals Argo Knots and Tim Hortons Field. Remains perfect at home. Cats 34, Argos 18. If you were among the 24,135 fans at the game tonight driving home, give us a call 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your cell. Do it hands free, or maybe a passenger can take over. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com on Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Paul on Twitter at Rick Samprin. I thought the plenty calls, I think he means to say penalty calls, were better tonight. Huge win and tie cats are in first. I don't know if the penalty calls are better tonight. We we certainly didn't have, uh, at least from the Ticat standpoint, didn't average 15 penalties again. But they still took a lot of penalties. 12 penalties Hamilton uh, were flagged for for 94 yards. The Argos, 18 flags for 125 yards. That's a lot of penalties. That's a lot of penalties for both teams. Uh, Randy wrote in earlier in the game talking about um, you know long wait for this home game. He had uh, some concern about C.J. Gable, but uh, very happy to have um, Eric Norwood back in the fold, although he thought he was a little bit rusty. Also looking forward to being at uh, the, uh, the uh, August 15th game and is looking forward to that. But uh, his player of the game, Anthony Woodson, he's Randy's player of the game. And, you know, Woodson, his name was brought up earlier. Stepped in for C.J. Gable, did a uh, an admirable job. Thought he was uh, solid. Didn't make many mistakes. I know he had that fumble, but it was negated by that tripping penalty, so you can't really blame him on that. Email from Sheila. Any news on how he's doing with the subject line, C.J. Gable? Sheila, uh, we've understand, or we've been told, that uh, C.J. Gable, who left the game in the uh, late in the first quarter, about a minute to go in the first quarter with a right elbow injury, was taken to hospital during that lightning delay in an ambulance. And uh, by all accounts, the injury is not as bad as originally feared. So that's the prognosis, at least the early prognosis, for C.J. Gable on his elbow injury. Uh, As Randy Fantuz, also forced to leave the game with an elbow injury in the fourth quarter, we haven't really been told the severity of that, but uh, we hope, fingers crossed, that both guys are back for this Sunday's game against Winnipeg. More of your calls. Brad and Jamie on the line. Hang on. We will get to you when we come back. This is the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. Fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law continues here on Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. If you have a comment following tonight's uh, Ticats 34-18 victory over the Toronto Argonauts, certainly give us a call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Plenty of time to do so. You can email your thoughts and your vote for player of the game, rick at 900chml.com. If you're using Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter. 
uh, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Uh, you can also use your CHML app as well. Hit that conversation button. We have some votes for uh, Caleros, Grant, Washington, Woodson, the offensive line. Uh, we'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night in and around uh, 1130 or so. Back to the phone so we go. Brad is on the line. Brad, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. Oski wee wee. Great. Oski wee wee, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I, I hope that uh, CJ's not hurt as bad as it, it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just an elbow, hopefully he'll heal, heal up real quick. Um, but prior to the game there, you know, they were they were saying Toronto was so good, but I, I look at it this way. Uh, Toronto was playing Western teams, and I don't think the West is as good as people make out, other than Edmonton. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think Calgary's still an elite team. Edmonton certainly their defense is carrying that team, and their offense is playing pretty they're, good they're, too. They're coming, they're coming back. They're getting things together out in Calgary. There, yeah. Um, somebody also mentioned uh, uh, about uh, Speedy uh, being looking a little bit uh, sad. Yeah, because he's not being used on offense. You know yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think it's just a matter of uh, you know pinball went through that too. You know, back in his day, uh, that they they they. The rest of the teams are scared of them. They they kick away from them. You mm-hmm. know they they double team them all the time just to try and prevent him from doing what he does so well on that field. Yeah, I think the caller and I. You know what? Part of me, but I don't remember uh, the caller's name. But uh, I, I think it was more in reference to not using uh, Brandon Banks on offense as opposed well, to just on special teams. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I love Brandon, but he's so tiny. If, if you use him on on offense. You know, sooner or later he's going to get hammered hard. You know, and I think I think uh, Coach Austin, you know, he's doing the right thing. He's putting him in here and there. You know, but he's keeping him for what he's there for, and that's bringing back those punts all the way when he gets the opportunity mm-hmm. to do so. Good you know? point. Hey, who's your uh, player of the game tonight, Brad? Uh, you know what? I gotta go with Zach. You know, he just he he manhandled that team uh, the whole way, and uh, he kept us cool. And, you know, even through the rain, you know, he went through the running game. He played it smart, and he played it conservative. Um, and, uh, you know, he, did, he didn't go crazy. Uh, you know, there's been a few plays in past games where, you know, maybe he shouldn't have done what he did. But, you know, this time he really kept his head about him. And uh, he, he's the leader that the Cats have been looking for and need. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Brad. Okay, have a good one. You too. You can chime in as well, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Zach Caleros completed his first nine passes of tonight's ballgame. His first miss was that long bomb to, I think it was Bakari Grant, to just inside the uh, Toronto Five in uh, in the first half. But, uh, yeah, he was dialed in again. Zach Caleros has had a good start to this uh, 2015 CFL campaign. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game, rick at 900chml.com. You can use Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Jamie's on the line. Good evening, Jamie. Hi, how you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, no problem. Um, me and my dad were just talking after the game, and we thought it was a really good team effort by everybody. Um, a couple of names that came uh, up were uh, Norwood had a good game. Uh, Caleros, of course, there's a case to be made for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, But a couple of them that I really thought played well, uh, Curry Grant came through with a couple of clutch catches, and Simone Lawrence. Simone Lawrence, I thought, really came through on defense, had a couple of tackles when we really needed it. All great picks. Do you have one that uh, you would nominate for player of the game? I think if I had to pick one, it would be Simone Lawrence. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, a little love for the defense. They played well. Thanks for the call, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, chime in with your votes. Player of the game. Who do you got? 905-645-3221, star 9900 
on your cellular device. Ticats 34, Argonauts 18 tonight. Both teams, along with Ottawa, tied for top spot in the East Division at 3-2. and two. Joe's on the line. Joe, how are you? Not bad at all. How are you doing? I'm okay. Hey, thanks for calling. Uh, I'm just heading on my way back to Brantford from the game. Nice. Drive safe. What a wonderful game. <laughs> it certainly was. Um, kudos to uh, having uh, Luke Tasker back. Uh, I thought he played an amazing game. I can't argue with that one iota. Yeah, I, I would pick him for player of the game. Okay, excellent. Now, why do you say that? What what uh, drew you well, to Luke Tasker tonight? Well, I, I just found that he was open a few times, and they didn't throw it to him. But when he when they did throw it to him, excellent hands. Um, Dave Stala all over. With a little more speed, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, just I hope they really look into uh, the penalty system. Like, it, it's ridiculous. There was three or four penalties that, that nobody knew what was going on, <laughs> and, and, and they don't seem to run it on the replay because they know the crowd's going to get upset. Right, yeah. But that's, that's it for me tonight. Awesome. Thanks for the call, Joe. And you bet. Take care. I, I think the penalty situation is something we're just going to have to live with for the time being, and hopefully it improves. Email from Alan, sending an email to rickat900chml.com. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from Whitby. Great game. I like Hickman, but I wish they would put Adrian Tracy in there also with Norwood. I hope Gable and Fantuse's injuries are not serious. Still unbeaten in Tim Horton's field. That email from Alan. So he will, uh, I don't think he gave us a player of the game, even though he said he likes Hickman, but uh, feels that Adrian Tracy needs a little more playing time, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Adrian Tracy is um, a physical specimen. He's got giant hands, and when he grabs a hold of you, you're going down. There's no two ways about it. Uh, tweet from Andrew again at Rick Samprin. What's the penalty illegal participation penalty for? Never heard of it. Uh, there's a couple of instances where you can throw a flag on illegal participation. Number one, we've seen this a couple of times this year, is when a uh, player loses their helmet, uh, they cannot participate at all in uh, what's transpiring on the field. Even if you're a ball carrier and you lose your helmet, the play is called dead. Uh, you are basically stopped in your tracks. We'll more often than not see it uh, in the trenches when guys kind of lose their buckets because we have you know hands in the face and the like. Uh, tweet from Kyle yells at sports. Uh, stadium announcer has got to stop asking the crowd to get loud. Well, cats are on. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, good on the cats fans for knowing to shush. <laughs> you don't want to get loud when Hamilton is off on offense at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, email from Yeezy's disciple. Uh, Bakari Grant had a great game. Very underrated player. Hashtag player of the game. So another vote for player of the game tonight's going to Bakari Grant. If you have your vote, you can let us know on Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. You can call us up 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell. We will also name our fifth quarter fan of the night. So be be in on a phone call or a tweet or an email and we will uh, unleash our fan of the night in about uh, 18 minutes or so. 34-18 the final. Ticats now 3-2 and two, along with Toronto and Ottawa all at 3-2 and two in the East Division. Montreal alone in the basement at 2-3 and three. and here's a prediction for you. I don't see these standings changing. I see Hamilton on top. 
I see Toronto in second, Ottawa third, Montreal in last. That's what I see. I know Rakeem Cato has played well. I just have this feeling that Montreal is in for a last place finish. It might be tied with Ottawa on the wins column, but uh, maybe head-to-head Ottawa gets up on top. Uh, West Division, Edmonton 4-1, and Calgary 4-2, and Winnipeg 3-3. Three and three. Ticats hosting the Blue Bombers uh, Sunday at 5 o'clock, the uh, second of three in a row at Tim Hortons Field for Hamilton. They'll also host BC as well. And uh, Saskatchewan, the only winless team in the CFL at 0-6. All right, as we're waiting for a few more calls or emails or tweeters, let's get to some statistics tonight, and uh, maybe we'll uh, give you some backup info uh, on your player of the game selections if you haven't made yours as of yet. Zach Caleros, 21 of 27 tonight, 229 yards, three touchdowns. He also ran the ball twice for three yards. Anthony Woodson uh, coming in for an injured C.J. Gable. Woodson had 10 carries for 54 yards. It's an average of 5.4. That's pretty stellar. Uh, Gable limited to just two carries for five yards. Luke Tasker, the leading receiver for the Tiger Cats tonight, seven receptions for 73 yards, and this is his first game since the Grey Cup. You know, he didn't play in the preseason, didn't play in the first four weeks because of uh, that lower body injury. Uh, but stepped up tonight. He's got a, a vote for player of the game as well. Tolliver, three catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Bakari Grant made three grabs, 47 receiving yards, and two TDs. Andy Fantuz, four receptions for 39 yards. A junior Collins, Bakari, or uh, Brandon Banks, and Anthony Woodson all made a catch apiece. Gable had two catches for six yards. Defensively, and here's where you might get a little more ammunition in terms of a defensive player of the game. Devon Washington, who's got to vote on the table. He's actually got two. Had nine defensive tackles tonight, a a sack and a pass knockdown. Eric Norwood had nine defensive tackles tonight and a sack. And here's a guy who hasn't played since the Grey Cup either because of his uh, freak injury during the offseason, which is still under wraps. Uh, Simone Lawrence and Rico Murray also made seven tackles apiece. Emmanuel Davis, who's played pretty well in the secondary so far this season, six defensive tackles, had a couple of pass knockdowns as well. Kicking-wise, Justin Medlock, 2-for-2 tonight. He was good from 33 and from 40, pretty much automatic. And uh, Hugh O'Neill had a pretty good game punting the football as well. For the Toronto Argonauts, who went down to defeat tonight, Trevor Harris, 29 of 40 for 326 passing yards through a touchdown. Mitchell Gale was 5 of 10 for 63 yards and a TD toss. On the ground, Brandon Whitaker, really a non-factor tonight, could not find any holes in that Ticats front seven. Uh, He had five carries for just 17 yards. Gale, two runs for 17. Trevor Harris carried the ball five times for 14 yards. Vidal Hazelton was the uh, top player, I thought, for the Argonauts tonight. And uh, maybe the only guy, in my mind, from Toronto who would receive any sort of player of the game uh, recognition. Hazelton made 10 receptions for 134 yards and a touchdown, his first 100 receiving yard game in the CFL. Elliott had five catches for 61 yards. Dave Stalla, man, it is strange seeing Stalla in uh, double blue, just like it was seeing Mike Morreale way back when in double blue. But Stalla had four catches for 45 yards tonight. Uh, and a couple of non-factors as well. Tory Gurley had a touchdown reception tonight amongst his four catches for 30 yards. Defensively, uh, Jones, seven tackles. Agnew, six. Uh, Smith and Foley each with four. Foley with a sack tonight as well. Okapulwagu with a sack amongst his two defensive tackles tonight. And uh, Pfeffer at a field goal for the Argos from 21 yards 
away. So maybe that has uh, formulated a little uh, better understanding of who you thought, at least statistically, was the player of the game tonight. One final segment to come. If you do have uh, a vote or want to be considered for our fan of the night tonight, give us a call, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml. At Rick Samprin, you can use the CHML app. One final segment when we come back. This is the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. One final go-round here. We're live until 11.30 here on AM 900 CHML. It is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law. Thanks to all of you who have already called and tweeted and emailed thus far. There's still a lot of time for you to get in to make your case for fifth quarter fan of the night and cast your vote for our player of the game tonight. It is a uh, another Tiger Cats victory, 34-18, this time over the hated Toronto Argonauts. And not only... Are they tied for first with Toronto and Ottawa atop the East Division? But the Cats are still perfect at Tim Hortons Field. If you count the preseason game and, of course, last year's playoff victory over Montreal, this team is now 9-0 and at Tim Hortons Field. That's pretty darn good. Uh, email from Brian in relation to the stadium announcer asking the crowd to get loud or the Cats are on offense. So Brian writes, he's doing that. He needs a good slap. I won't comment any further on that. Uh, Tyler on uh, Twitter, at Rick Samprin, uh, care to check the points against at all? Oh, he's referring to this, uh, uh, the online uh, pick'em pool. I don't know. Oh, no, he's referring to the CFL standings. Okay. Care to check the points against at all? Eskies D, take it in a cakewalk. Well, there's more to just points against in terms of the best defense. And if you're just looking at stats... Uh, okay, Edmonton has it right now because they've allowed the least amount of points, but you also have to take in consideration, Tyler, on who Edmonton has played. Uh, you know, during those games, uh, did the opposition play well? Did they have significant injuries? I mean, there's more to uh, – there's a famous quote, stats are for liars, and uh, there in a small way is a little proof of that. Uh, Scott on Twitter went to the Jays game and Ticats game all in one day, two huge victories for two playoff teams wow scott what a day watching david price throwing darts at the dome and then the ticats dumbing the argos at tim hortons field i'm not sure how you can handle anything else uh steve on twitter as well at rick samprin is grigsby's phone ringing about now hmm i thought of that he had a tweet earlier in the day it was something about hey it's raining give me the rock But uh, very interesting on what may or may not happen. Now, I will say this, that Anthony Woodson, I think, proved to us um, that when called upon tonight, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't the second coming of C.J. Gable, but he held his own. He made a couple of good first down runs. He didn't turn the ball over, unless you're counting that fumble that was negated by a Toronto penalty. But again, it's not a quote-unquote official turnover. So I think as it stands now, going into the game against Winnipeg, I wouldn't be surprised if the Tiger Cats started Anthony Woodson. But then again, Ray Hawley is also on the roster as well. And Ray was okay in uh, his first couple of games, subbing for uh, Nick Rigsby and C.J. Gable. But if Gable is out for any length of time, and I'm talking you know, four to six weeks type thing, that Nick Rigsby's phone just might be ringing. But again, Ray Hawley is on the Tiger Cats practice roster. Moses Madu not an option. He's gone 
for the season. And, uh, you know, the Ticats have been ravaged by injuries, certainly in the backfield. When you consider Grigsby was hurt, Gable was hurt, uh, Madu gone for the year, all, all three guys in training camp, and they were left with Holly and Woodson. So not an ideal situation. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Grigsby's telephone was ringing just about now. I'm sure he'd pick it up and say, yeah, when can I come over and practice with you guys? <laughs> 34-18, the final in favor of the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. They're now 3-2, and two, tied with Toronto and Ottawa for top spot in the CFL's East Division. Any final thoughts? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Big win for the Tiger Cats tonight. They keep that winning streak alive at Tim Hortons Field. The um, the atmosphere, the intensity, the fan response tonight was great. 24,135 fans in the house tonight. That is considered a sellout. And it was loud. Those, you know, the, the Argos chant, Argos suck chant uh, came back with a vengeance. The steam whistle, which I'm not a huge fan of, but, uh, hey, if it signifies the Ticats win week after week after week, I think we can live with it. We haven't had too many calls on the steam whistle tonight. I thought there would be some fans kind of chiming in. We did have that one uh, tweet coming in uh, saying uh, they weren't a big fan of it. But um, I guess fans liked it. When I was at practice yesterday, or the Ticats walkthrough yesterday, uh, we were interviewing uh, head coach and general manager Ken Austin, And about a minute into... The interview, the, the I guess they were testing out the steam whistle. And so it goes off in the midst of us asking questions of Kent Austin. And he looks at us and says, isn't that one of the most annoying sounds in the world? And that led me to that um, Dumb and Dumber clip when they were doing their most annoying sounds. Josh on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, we will find out which is the better defense in three weeks. I'll say this, can't go wrong with either. Yeah, Eskimos and Tiger Cats, uh, two defenses that can get after you, two uh, physical defenses that can turn the ball over, make you pay physically, and these two teams uh, are going to meet on uh, August 21st in Edmonton, and that's always a raucous affair. Hamilton has had some really close calls against the Eskimos at Commonwealth Stadium. They'll also meet uh, September 19th as well when the Tiger Cats host the Edmonton Eskimos, uh, and that'll be uh, after the Stair to Care event and, uh, in uh, uh, all the money going to the uh, Ontario Lung Association in that Stair to Care. You can Google that and find out more info. Uh, our, our caller of the night tonight, our uh, fifth quarter fan of the night tonight, is uh, Anthony, and we have that clip ready. Is it not, Anthony? Oh, it's Brad. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> I wrote to Anthony and I circled it uh, for some reason. Anthony probably made a good point, but you're not our fifth quarter fan of the night. But Brad is, thanks to producer Luke Vermeer for uh, keeping me on the rails. Uh, let's hear what uh, Brad had to say earlier tonight. Brad is on the line. Brad, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. Oski-wee-wee. Oh, Oski-wee-wee, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hope that uh, CJ is not hurt as bad as it, it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just an elbow, hopefully he'll heal, heal up real quick. Um, but prior to the game there, you know, they were they were saying Toronto was so good, but I, I look at it this way. Uh, Toronto was playing Western teams, and I don't think the West is as good as people make out other than Edmonton. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think Calgary's still an elite team. Edmonton certainly their defense is carrying that team, and their offense is playing pretty good too. <laughs> 
They're coming. They're coming back. They're getting things together out in Calgary. There. Yeah. Um, somebody also mentioned uh, uh, about uh, Speedy uh, being looking a little bit uh, sad. Yeah, because he's not being used on offense. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think it's just a matter of uh, you know pinball went through that too. You know, back in his day, uh, that they they the rest of the teams are scared of him. They they kick away from him. Mm-hmm. You know, they they double team him all the time just to try and prevent him from doing what he does so well on that field. Yeah, I think the caller and I, you know what? Pardon me, but I don't remember uh, the caller's name. But uh, I, I think it was more in reference to not using uh, Brandon Banks on offense as opposed well, to just on special teams. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I love Brandon, but he's so tiny. If you use him on, on offense, you know, sooner or later he's going to get hammered hard, you know. And I think I think uh, Coach Austin, you know, he's doing the right thing. He's putting him in here and there, you know, but he's keeping him for what he's there for, and that's bringing back those punts all the way when he gets the opportunity mm-hmm. to do so. Good know? point. Hey, who's your uh, player of the game tonight, Brad? Uh, you know what? i got to go with Zach. You know, he just he, he manhandled that team uh, the whole way. And uh, he kept us cool, and, you know, even through the rain, you know, he went to the running game, he played it smart, and he played it conservative. Um, and, uh, you know, he, did, he didn't go crazy. Uh, you know, there's been a few plays in the past games where, you know, maybe he shouldn't have done what he did, but, you know, this time he really kept his head about him. And uh, he, he's the leader that the Cats have been looking for and need. Good stuff. Thanks for the call, Brad. Okay, have a good one. That was uh, our fifth quarter fan of the night, Brad. Here's a different Brad. Brad, how are you? How's it going? Hey, good. How are you? I'm Brad from Edmonton. Hey. <laughs> so what do you got? Um, I enjoyed the game tonight. Yeah. Absolutely enjoyed it all. So, hey, do you think the Eskimos' defense is better than the uh, Ticats' defense? We're having this debate here on Twitter. Uh, I don't think there's much of a debate. I think um, I have a lot of hatred here in Edmonton, but I think Hamilton's defense is better. Awesome, good stuff. Hey, who's they your who's they your player didn't of the game? Have any um, offsides tonight, like they did last weekend? Yeah, they cleaned it up a little bit on on the penalty front, but uh, they still have some work to do. You got a player of the yes, game tonight, Brad? Yeah, Zach Claris. Excellent pick, Brad. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, we got about a minute to go here. We do have a couple of other emails coming in. Uh, Clayton, one TD in four games, and what five points against per game? Can't believe this isn't. A Toronto fan. This is the debate raging between the Cats and the Eskimos defense. As Steve said, the Cats defense is the class of the CFL. It is an interesting debate. It will rage on. These two teams will continue to tussle down the stretch. And uh, when they do meet in a few weeks' time, August 21st in Edmonton, we shall see uh, which team will come out on top and which defense will play better than the other because both teams, uh, I think, are elite defenses in the Canadian Football League. All right, our uh, player of the game tonight, according to your votes, and we had a lot of them, uh, votes for Tasker, Lawrence, Woodson, Washington, the offensive line, Bakari Grant, our winner tonight, our player of the game tonight, is Tiger Cats quarterback Zach Caleros, who had a stellar ball game for Hamilton, uh, only missed on uh, six throws, 21 of 27, 229 yards, a trio of TD passes, 
He's our player of the game. You are all our fans of the game. Great calls, great emails, great tweets. We are going to be back on Sunday night when the Tiger Cats host the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and let's hope the winning streak at Tim Hortons Field continues. It's nine in a row when you count the preseason, and uh, let's make it a perfect ten. My name is Rick Samprin. For producer Luke Mamir, this is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wisins Law on AM 900 CHML.